This podcast is brought to you by Taft Spare. Taft Spare are Galway's number one GA pub in the heart of the Latin Quarter with live Irish music twice a day. So it's later than usual, but another edition uh, we have here of the Galway Senior and Intermediate Power Rankings. They're really uh, beginning to take shape now with the knockout stages. It's just really the teams pushing on to the next stages of the competition. And then um, the teams in relegation uh, jumping up a place or two. But Barry, was it was it tougher to do uh, considering your own club coming up short at the weekend there? Yeah. Uh... No, not particularly. I think I think um, I think everyone is kind of finding their position. There has found their position down to the last four now in both competitions. So, um, you know, the Clare Galway thing was really disappointing again. To be honest, um, I know the last Jack, and that's that's a, he's a big blow to them. But in fairness, probably Milltown deserve maybe to win by by a couple of more scores than than they actually did and Claire, back to the drawing board for Claire Galway it was a great opportunity they would have felt to to push on to a semi-final but they didn't show up and those are the those those are those, that's how you're going to have to take it you know if you look at maybe someone like you know Claire Galway if you look at someone like St. James's where you know lost Sam O'Neill so early but still pushed and pushed and, on Tuesday evening when they could be going training for a county semi-final they're the, they're the team that's going to be really disappointed versus Claire Galway who can have no complaints we uh, we'll get into the power rankings here now from um, 1 to 9 so it's just my column first Kervin second Montpellier my lot third Milltown up two places after their victory over Claire Galway St. James's uh, just came up short um, against Montpellier there in fifth Claire Galway after their defeat to Milltown down in sixth uh, down two places so Tilnock and Carrie Marine in seventh after losing to Mike Holland for the second year in a row by a point but this time at the quarterfinal stage Tume Stairs uh, who were defeated by Carrefin by two points in that local derby there in eighth and then uh Berna in ninth, who lost to Tume in that uh, preliminary um, quarterfinal. Barry, before we get into each team and all of this, the DRA, Michaels, that's happening tonight as we're recording, but what have you made of the whole thing and what do you think should happen? Um, oh, Jesus, that's a load of question considering my history with St. Michaels. I could get the... I could get the the Twitter at say and the former intercounty greats after me again. Um, but uh, to me, it's 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 fairly straightforward to a certain degree. I think we should have one rule in that if every club, if every county and every competition is going with, um, is going with a um uh, rules of a competition in terms of the scoring difference that's just against the teams involved. I think everyone just buys into it and, and take away any confusion. If the Galway County Board clarified their email and sent it out to all the clubs in the correct manner, then you know clubs can't really have much complaining complaining to do. They got an email say that was the one. So I think I think a lot of the responsibility, like Galway County Board, shouldn't have left left it open to confusion. But if it was clarified, then I think they should leave should leave well enough alone. Um, 
and that's not happening but St. Michael's that could be any team to a certain extent you have to take your, your punishment they didn't you know did they get three points am I right in, am I right yeah, in saying three. that they, they they drew the score like they scored a goal or won one against Mount Belly my lock yeah um, you know they got well bet by Claire Galway thought they were poor on that day and I um Drew or two and bet to more in the, on the opening day. So I, I don't think they can have, I think it, a lot of their, I suppose their, re, the reality of their appeal is that that they want to get out of this relegation dogfight, which is going to be absolutely, you know, it's going to be a very, very tough one. But I don't think they can have any complaints to say that they were one of the teams that should have been in the top eight or in that playoff in the quarterfinals. I don't think they played well enough to do that. And I would say the same for, I like to, you know, it's a toss with Gerard or Carlos Strand or who, you know, I think Carlos Strand probably, I, I would imagine Carlos Strand yeah, probably both of them left it now. Like yeah, so I think, yeah, I, I think, I, th- I think a lot of this lies in the fact that St. Michael's found themselves in this relegation battle and, are trying to find a way out of it through through maybe a, a backdoor route, but I think they probably won't find themselves too successful. And I think that's um they will be facing into that 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 relegation semi-final sooner sooner rather than later. But but I will say Goa County Board, who are I must say like are doing a, an awful lot right and deserve huge credit for for a lot of the stuff they're doing at the moment. But they left themselves open to 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 an issue here that they, they probably shouldn't have. Yeah, and it's obviously what comes of it now tonight. Um, but I, I know for some people it does get tiring talking about it because everyone wants to talk about the action on the pitch. But we will see what comes of that result uh, tonight and it'll obviously tell a lot more. But one or two here, Michael, Mike Holland and Kerfin. Going by this, do you expect Mike Holland and Kerfin to be in the county final? Um. Yeah. So. So I'll take. Uh, you know. I don't think we need to go through every team individually in terms of the rankings, but overall, yeah, I, I would imagine so. And I think Cara Finn deserve deserve huge credit. You know, they've uh, Kevin Johnson's second year. He's certainly put his stamp on things, and they will be hot favorites against Milltown. But as as Gizzy was saying to you the other night, like right right Milltown off at your peril and and you know you could you could find yourselves you could find yourself in find yourself in big trouble but do you um, give do you give Milltown a chance yeah I do perfect? because because I think they'll they'll feel that momentum is is huge like and they'll rock into training last Tuesday night after that quarter final win and they'll be everything is bonus territory and sometimes when when the pressure can be taken off your shoulders like that you can go and perform and they'll feel that you know, Corfin still had to, I think, like, if you look at the Corfin team that finished, it was, it was a lot of very familiar faces. And just to, on Corfin as a whole, like, again, you know, them guys that have gone to the well over and over again, the Rona Steeds and Michael Lundy, who came on the last day, Sicey, all of these guys, Lean Silk, Kieran Malloy, Dylan McHugh, like, they've, they've done it and they keep doing it. But I would just question maybe, like, the Corfin intermediates, they're in, they're in um, a relegation battle. They could be under a bit of pressure and they weren't good against Kilcar and Clamborn by all accounts at the weekend. If they're intermediates for relegators and then we see all these familiar faces coming back into their senior team, you would wonder maybe where where is this, the, 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 
load of talent that we're hearing about in Curfin that that it has yet to come through and and will it come through and that's the big question for them, but deserve huge credit, um, and so far you have to say probably the most impressive team, um, or have shown the most impressive form because I thought Mike Cullen worked great at the weekend and then you know both of the Peter Cook were always excellent, um, they didn't show huge form so. You know, there's, there's, there's absolutely no guarantee that, that my column will be in the final because Montpellier and Malak, again, they look like a team that's just devoid of energy at the moment. And, you know, John Daly kind of took the bit between his teeth and he probably pushed them over the line. But they look like a team that there's a lot of, in, a lot, you know, the legs just don't seem to be there. Um, and they're, to a certain extent, they're they're like a boxer on the ropes and they're waiting, waiting for a knockout punch. But... We know about Belly and Mylock, there could be a big sucker punch in them. They could turn up against Mike Cullen and really, really perform. But on the balance of things, I'd have to say it'd be a Mike Cullen curve in final, but absolutely no certainty in that. I'm probably like a broken record saying it at this stage about Montbellu. They're, they're not going overly well at the minute, but is the big thing there, they they got game time into Michael and Patrick over the weekend and now they have like more than likely they're going to start against Curfin. It's it's a positive that those lads are back now. Yeah, and and ab- absolutely, and like th- that's that that could be the energy lift that they need. As I said, I I I don't see them on a obviously at a Tuesday, Thursday at the weekend. I don't know what training is going like. They train sometimes. You find yourself the training is going really really well, but when you turn up for games, it's just not clicking for you, and you just need something. So th- that something could be. The, the draw of the Mike Cullen. So that battle to say, look, this is this is the one that's really going to put down who is the, the best team of the last couple of years. Is it Mike Cullen who have, I have to say, they're, they're in pole position at the moment or is it Montbelli Mylock? And that could be the one to go and spark it. And um, if it does, then Mike Cullen will have to perform much better than they have so far. But we can't, we, you know, we can't presume that Mike Cullen or Montpellier Mylock will turn up with an awful lot more energy about them than they have in the last couple of games. But finally on Midtown, can they win Frank Box? I don't think so. Um, and that's no disrespect to them. I, 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 you know, I think they could just come under a bit of pressure to get enough scores that they need to, to, to go and beat these teams. And what happens generally is when you come up against the better teams and the, like if it was you know, Kevin Johnson or uh, Val Daly or, or whoever, uh, you know, uh, Don Cannell and they, they'll get, they'll do their matchups and eventually Milton will do their matchups and eventually it kind of boils down to who runs out of players first. And, and I just think that overall on the balance of things, Milton would run out of players just that little bit quicker than the other two teams. But like when they look back at their year, they'll be saying, you know, brilliant, brilliant performances and, thoroughly deserve to find themselves in the semi-final and have, will have a right cut off Corrifin. And you said Milton can't. Do you still expect Mike Cullen to win it? Um, I do. Um, I do. I do. Yeah, I do expect Mike Cullen to win it. But I have to say Corrifin are certainly sneaking into the reckoning because they mightn't be playing brilliantly, but do you know what? They're playing consistently. And the one thing my Cullen and Mount Billy Malak aren't doing at the moment is they're not putting really consistent performances together. And that that can catch you. Where Curra Finn, it, it mightn't be the Curra Finn of four, five, six years ago, 
but they're very consistent and they look like they have a very good style of play about them. They're well drilled and they, they could go and sneak it. But if I had to put something on it, I, I'd still tip my column, but I'd be uh would be sleeping overly well in the run into this into into these last four games. You've already mentioned Claire Goy there, disappointing result um for them at the weekend, but on fifth, St. James's, are they the team that's improved most from 2022 to 2023? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say when the managerial awards are being, are being rolled out, I'd say Barry Downey and, and Jarlett Jennings from um, Jarlett Jennings in Milltown, Barry Downey in St. James's, they will certainly be in the reckoning. And you have to give huge credit to, you know, Daryl Leonard in St. James's, and Justin Burke, I know we're uh, we've been chatting about uh, another ex Cardiff footballer, uh, a coach who has made a transition this week. But you'd have to say Justin Burke has gone, and and he's the one that has really performed in terms of getting a result for for the team that he's been involved in. And I'd say as as I would say, Milltown and St James's probably would be both very equal in terms of the jump that they've made from last year to their performances this year and as I said James as will be the team most disappointed I would imagine Just then on Sotel and Shim Sotel come so close again um, did have injuries at the weekend obviously didn't have Tom O'Callaghan but you still have to think of Sotel's maybe inconsistencies earlier on in the season that probably that's why they're in seventh and then Shim in eighth after the Dunmore game like they really dug themselves out of a hole yeah, certainly did, and and then went and and had a really good win over Barn and in Ballinasloe, and um, you know, I think eighth is a fair enough reflection on their year. They were, like I've said this over over and over again, like that first 20, 25 minutes against Clare Galway, they're exceptional, and then the bottom just fell out of their championship until until they got that win against Montbelly My Lock, and that really, um. You know that really pushed them on, and and they ended up. You know they 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 found a way of of getting out of the group, and probably luckily enough, in in some ways, but they found themselves out of there, and then they played really well against Barna, um, and then did okay in the quarter final. Like I I thought I thought this might that might have been one that might have produced a surprise, but Corfin just found a way to go and win it. But Chum would be happy enough. But I I don't think like Chum could argue that that they're they're better than Clare Galway or they're better than Sartail and like I'm not gonna if someone wants to jump on and make that argument I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight them over it because that there's an argument that there is but I think just overall I think eight is probably a fair reflection of, of their year Sartanak Nakara um who where to start I I, I don't know they you know they they really good um year last year looked like you know all those lads that had him with Galway the full year training at a huge level but just never got going, and we talked about that energy. Yeah, and the injuries didn't help them, but just it never sparked for them. The, the one bright spark, uh, purely selfishly from a Galway point of view, was Carl Sweeney. I thought he was so far mm. to me. He's one of the players of the championship, and like if I was Parik Joyce, and Parik Joyce certainly won't listen to me in terms of 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 advice or or what what he should be doing. I would be sitting down with Carl Sweeney sooner rather than later and saying like you're. You're you go and drive this scholar thing because he has everything in his locker and he produced it for Sartin Latin Cara and one of the 
one of the bright sparks. Just on Burnley, we didn't touch on them. Uh, we haven't been on a power angle since the prelim, but find themselves in ninth. And after you think of their games, they probably find themselves in ninth because obviously they lost the prelim, but they didn't really score enough over the championship. Yeah, and I was listening to Morris Brosnan talking about talk about this and the Examiner podcast, and you know he saw about their conversion rate was very very poor, but they like they're a young team and. Sometimes years like this can be a year that you learn a huge amount from and whoever goes in, whoever's over them next year can can take from that and, and look at it and improve from it because they've loads of really good players. They should have won some games that they didn't lose. They didn't win. That Carlos Strand game was a complete sickener for them. Um, and there's loads of potential there. And I think if we were starting off with, a, with, with this next year, you'd be looking at them as maybe the team that can emulate a St. James's or a Milltown and go and push for a for a last four or a quarterfinal spot. But overall, they'd be relatively happy with their year. They know there's a lot more there's a lot more potential there. But again, they got to the knockout stages, and I think that's that's probably all you can ask for to, uh, in in somewhere. Into the second half now for um the power rankings. So from 10th to 17th, 10th Uchtard, 11th Anna Down, 12th Dunmore McHales up one place after beating Killannon in their relegation playoff after extra time in Craig on Saturday. Cash ran up two places into 13th after defeating on Spiddell in the other relegation playoff. And then you have four teams here who are entering uh, the relegation round Robin series in St. Michael's in 14th. Kalanen in 15th, Ospidale in 16th, and Nivani Leshamore in 17th. We've already touched on Udred and Anadown seasons before, so we won't touch on that again. But obviously, it can nearly bring from 12th to 17th in here. Like huge results for Dunmore and Kashran over the weekend uh, to avoid uh, the relegation round robin series. And then we have these four teams who are now entering the relegation round robin series. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, I can't see the second round. I don't know. Maybe I'm just hasn't changed on, on my screen. But anyway, I can see them to the left. Um, yeah, Dumore, Dumore and Kalanen, they're there. Yeah, uh, Dumore and and Carla Strand, like they will have celebrated like they were after winning the Frank Fox on last weekend. Brilliant, brilliant performance. No more than particularly for Dumore McHale's no more than they deserved. I think they've had an excellent year and they'll be absolutely delighted. Carlos Strand, I only saw them once, I saw them against Sawtail and I thought they showed massive energy and then they brought that, you know, even, even to have the, to go and get that goal against Barna, you know, to keep playing and keep playing and, um, you know, I, I think they, they they deserve to be where they are. But disappointed for Kalanen and St. Michael's, I think they, their teams that just, it just hasn't worked out for them this year. I think on speed gel and Ivana let you more. I don't think they can have any massive complaints that they find themselves in this position. They will be the two favourites to, to 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 drop, but you rarely see the two teams in something in a round robin like this, you rarely see the two teams that you would see as the favourites to go down actually going down. Probably one of them certainly will. But then you'd be looking at like if St. Michael's or Kalanen were to be relegated, like that would be a Mm. A, ma- a massive, massive shock. Um, but as I said, they find themselves in that position, and they have to find a way of getting out of it. Yeah, so that's the uh, senior rankings. Can you see the intermediate rankings now on screen, Barry? Uh, not just yet, but uh, hey, I'll just go there. You go. Yeah. So just uh, so the intermediate rankings here. 
so we have Kilconley first, Munabe Abbey second, Illinois third, uh Courtney and Shamrocks, uh there in fourth. So Illinois are up one place, Courtney and Shamrocks are up three places, like Kilconley and Munabe Abbey stay right there. Glenmaddy down two places, Calsford down uh one place, Michal Brownox down one place in seventh. Uh, St. Brendan's remain in eighth and Ormore Mary remain in ninth. So you see Kilconley and Monavay Abbey being in the intermediate final. Well, I think I think I had I think I had them one and two at start of the year. I could be wrong. Um I'm sure someone will jump in and say I am wrong. But yeah, they're they're certainly to me they're the two strongest teams. And like I think mm, Bunty Roach going into Monavay Abbey kind of bringing Michael Farrer with him. Um, you know, signaled intent for them, and and they've produced really good performances so far this year. Kilconley are funny. I have them at one. I've said this over again. They're they're hanging on at one. They I don't think they've been absolutely outstanding, but sign of a good team that they can go and and find and find ways. But like Ilan Aaron without Colm O'Brien on, but Sean McCurrens comes back into it and playing without really, Tyler without Tyler and as well. Yeah, exactly, and you know. That's that's brilliant from them, and like they will be the team that have consistently been knocking on the door of this intermediate championship, and like Stephen Joyce will be filling them lads with confidence, and um, like you know he'll be telling them to go and play and express themselves, and 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 they'll be taking everything from that. So I think I was I would still feel it'll be a Kilconley Munavay final, but I think Gaylon Aaron will have a big big say. Carton Shamrocks, their season was very up and down. They had some really good results. Then they kind of petered off. They've done well since it got to the knockout stages. And again, like that, you know, with Adrian Varley going really well, they'll they'll fancy their chances. But to me, Kilconley and Munave, I'll still stick with them, but just about. Horton, obviously, they're fourth. They defeated Glenamadi after extra time. Glenamadi are just going to be heartbroken. Um, Again. Defeated at the same stage last year after extra time. Yeah, absolutely. And like the day, I would say with Glen, I don't think they sparked as much this year as they did last year. Um, They'll be very, very disappointed. But I I just don't think it it was as impressive a year for them as, as last year was. But go an extra time again geez, that, that, that is heartbreaking but on the flip side of that for Carton Shamrocks that would could give them like a, a real good lift they came through it you know fairly injury free they get a two week break into a semi-final like these semi-finals will be they're going to be like I'm not sure they're going to be a double header or, oh they're going to be a double header with a senior with a senior yeah. champ senior semi-final they're going to be two cracking Cracking weekend matches and and you know well worth the the you're you're getting good value for money whether you stream it or whether you go to it to, to go and see those two semi finals. Cantra and Michal Brown's Cantra really uh, more comfortably beaten um, by Illinois and Illinois scored two four in the first ten minutes, which kind of really you really felt Cantra were chasing the game, but then like Everton Brown's had thrown at them was just like obviously your keeper gets injured in a warm-up your one of your outfield players has to go and goals when Tony Curran gets injured then they get a, they don't get a penalty where they should have got a penalty they'll probably have the biggest regrets 
similar probably to Glenavalley when they consider just beaten by that one score. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think Caltra, uh, Caltra, like the you know with the two Mannions playing and and they did they did well. I know I got a bit of stick for having them so yeah. far down. How the do table. you have to respond to your Caltra critics now? Yeah, uh, well, I, I all I say is if we watched the if we watched the um, well, how I respond? I say why I them down there is that they, they didn't come out. I know they were unlucky, and that's fine. But there's loads of unlucky teams. But they, they didn't come out of their group last year, which is first and foremost. And they find themselves in division at start of the year, I think, 4A. Am I, would I be mistaken? Yeah, saying, saying that right 4A. There, yeah. No, I think, no, they've come out of it. And fair play to them. But, like, Division 4 is well down there. But I did say if they get the two Mannions back, which there was a rumour that there was, that changes things for them and they they perform really really well in the group stages and just didn't go well for them at the weekend against Dylan Aaron and they didn't they didn't perform but again brilliant year for them you know they might have felt that they weren't going to go on and win it and it was a year for getting more experience into guys get more younger guys with that competitive championship action and they'll find themselves in you know having gone up a division in the league it'll be more competitive they'll be getting better games they get more confidence from this year, and you know they'll find themselves back in that knockout stages next year, no doubt. And heartbreak for Brannocks. Yeah, absolutely, but just so unlucky. Like just everything, as you said, everything that could possibly go against them went against them. Now, uh, you know, Fintan O'Curran getting injured, like he's just so important to them. Uh, Ronan O'Beolan getting injured, so important to them, and that's really all you can say about it like they look back at this and go it just wasn't one of those days you'd hope they won't be too disappointed from it but they'll say look next year is another year and you go and build from that so just on this then um, Brendan's remaining eighth uh, gave Kid Connolly a fierce rattle but when Kikani got those two goals, really, and then Brennan's kind of get a goal in injury time and only lose by two points, but it just felt like Kikani took control and Brennan's were going to chase him towards the end. Yeah, I think Brennan's lost a couple of guys through injury as well, which 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 didn't help them, um, which didn't help them either. Um, but there's brilliant work going on in St. Brendan's, and you know, from from board level down. To, playing level and they're becoming more and more competitive and that's really good for Galway football and like um, back in my day which was a long time ago Paul like, uh, like I won another 21 All-Ireland uh, you know we'd have called like Miguel Calais and goal um, you know we before that like we'd always sent Brendan's guys involved you know Matthew uh, Matthew Gerrishy brilliant footballer you know they'd always always really good footballers in St. Brendan's and it's great to see them back being competitive and you just hope now that they can go and push again because Galway football needs to get players from these smaller clubs because we can't always rely on the the, the Mike Cullens, Sartills, Currafins, Tumes, the big population bases. We need to get players from the smaller clubs because those guys come in and they rattle everything that stirs and you know there's a bit of that chip in their shoulder coming from a smaller club and that's what Galway needs and it's brilliant to see St. Brendan's being one of the clubs that are really going to push on. 
So on that, we've already touched on the teams in prelims, uh, who, sorry, lost prelim quarterfinals, and that was Ormore Mary, they remain in ninth, Williamstown 10th, Clifton 11th, and St. Gabriel's 12th. So on the relegation at the minute, the way it looks at the minute is Clickhurnt on Burn on four points, Curfin B on two points, Ankaharua on two points, and Killerary on zero. So really... Kilcurrent Kilcur- Clumburn can really be dragged back into this if they were to lose to Carroll and Curfin B were to beat Kilcurrent, then you have three teams on four points. But for Kilcurrent, it does really look like they're in they're in a bit of bother now. They'd need to beat Curfin B, and then they need Kilcurrent Clumburn to beat Carroll, and then you have three teams on two points. Um, and that they really need to rack up a big, big score. But it looks like they're in bother, and it looks like at the moment they're heading for junior football. And you expect Ankarua to join Kilraren in junior football, and you expect Kerfin B and Kerfin Clumburn to stay up. Do I, yeah? <laughs> do I, yeah? I do. Um, well, on the rankings, on the rankings, yeah. Well, you can only go on, 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 on how things have, have transpired and unfortunately it looks like Kilrain under pressure now I'm not sure he might need to go to the rule book on this can you be relegated on scoring difference yeah. um, I don't I don't think he can and now I'm not by no means saying that's a definite fact but this is going to be tight Um, what I will say is you know I sent to a couple of people that were at the Kilcurrent Club Burn Curve B game at the weekend and it's like Kilcurrent Club Burn were really good and played really really good football so I would expect them to go to six points. They play Cairo in their last game, yeah. don't they? I would expect them to go to six points. That still leaves Cairo on two points. And then Killeraren to go and beat Curfin B. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Um, it is, no, it's Killeraren play Curfin Yeah, Killeraren play Curfin B. So I, I don't know if that's going to happen. That leaves... That leaves Killeraren on no points, and it will put Curfin B to four points, which would take her, which would take on Carua to junior football. That that's just the way I see it. It's not. There's no guarantee. Obviously, that's the way it's going to transpire. But at the moment, with all known form, it looks like it's going to be Killeraren and Caro for the drop. And to me, like as a Galway football supporter, that's. That's not good. And, and, you know, you have these two clubs with massive, massive history and tradition that are struggling to no fault of anyone, just with pure numbers and pure demographics and just lack of, you know, lack of playing personnel and playing resources. No lack of effort by anyone. It's just down to, unfortunately, demographics and they're, they're struggling to get guys through and, Maybe struggling to hold guys, lots of lots of young fellas away or gone traveling or gone to Dublin and not committed to it. Um, but at the moment you would have to read it. And that's where, you know, we talk about Kilconley, Munave Abbey, Cartoon, Ilon Aaron. Um that's enjoyable. That's you know, county semi-finals to be big crowd before the senior semi-final, that's enjoyable. Down at the other end. But those four relegation games or two relegation games of four teams, not enjoyable. You know, whatever the result is, no team will will celebrate it greatly because they know that that it hasn't been a good year. And unfortunately for some of them, 
it next year might just be another repeat of that. So you, you know, it's 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 certainly not a nice place to be. Yeah, ultimately we're going to see big teams in junior football um for twenty twenty four uh and just as well uh just for an update on the junior championship Menno won that over the weekend so they play Karen Cashard or Clumber in the county junior final that's the West World final taking place this weekend but that's all on our uh, power rankings uh for today thanks a million to Barry for coming on as usual.